0: All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true player's broadcast episode 142. The bubble beef is real, people. We're going to break down the beef between Dame Lillard, Patrick Beverly, and Paul George. TJ Warren and Jimmy Buckets are finally going to see each other on Monday night. We're going to talk about that matchup. Ben Simmons is out for the rest of the season. What does that mean for Philly? It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew!
1: What up
2: broadcast world? What's up everybody? You
0: know what it is. You know where you're at. It is the follow through with clips and drew the true players podcast.
2: That's right.
0: Notice I said podcast. We did for for reasons we're not going to explain (laughs) episode 142 drew. I finally got to meet Kona the puppy. That's right. Kona is actually within the vicinity. I thought we were going to be performing in front of a live studio audience. You brought your lovely girlfriend up here along with your new baby Kona.
2: That's right. Kona likes me. Yeah.
0: Seems like she likes me. Yeah, she
2: hasn't. I don't think she's old enough to dislike people yet. Um, But so you're you're in. You're in. You're in the inner circle.
0: But we we all know that I have a thing about dogs peeing in my house. I take my house very seriously. It's a very clean house. Uh, Drew did bring the pee pad. Didn't know that was a thing.
2: Oh, it's a real thing. Yeah, that's how we're surviving in my house at this point. She mostly pee and poop on the balcony at this point. We're still trying to focus in on the pad so that we don't have to like scrub the concrete uh, floor on the balcony. Um, but we're just happy that she's pretty much, for the most part, not peeing or pooping inside the house We're at a streak, we we have cut the tally mm-hmm. And the streak is at 124 right now 124 what? 124 <laughs> pees and poops <laughs> okay. Total uh-huh. that she has done without a, an accident or an incident is, inside the house Do you
0: keep like a chalkboard or something? We have Yeah,
2: we have a little whiteboard attached to the, the fridge mm-hmm. for groceries and things that we need to remember And so we have a little...
0: Uh, you have pee and poop analytics, we basically, have, is what you're talking. Yeah, about. we have a
2: tally. <laughs> we're going from we're going for the fucking Cal Ripken. <laughs> I want I want to see three thousand on the board.
0: Uh, no, it's two thousand. Yeah, one hundred and thirty-one.
2: I, I it's funny. It's funny because I don't know when, like when we're going to stop counting because. I, in the back of my mind, it's always just going to be there. So there's a good chance that this goes... Forever. Yeah, it's like until she's one years old.
0: <laughs> on her 3,000th poop, you're going to throw a party. and yeah. Like, happy 3,000. We'll be 000. done.
2: We'll be done with it. <laughs> we'll erase it from the board.
0: Hey, so yesterday, we're, we're gonna, we got a quick hitter for you guys today. But obviously, we got to talk about what went down yesterday. I was on fire on our page all day, <laughs> just to let you know. I was at home watching basketball all day. I kept it so fire. Couldn't wait for this Clipper game. It was a very big game for Portland. Um, I know Drew was a, was upset that Kawhi wasn't playing. You already threw the wrench saying that this is a coup. Yeah. The Clippers are just already, we're going to lose it just so the Lakers get Portland. I'm okay? very happy with how this turned I out. I know you were. And you, would, you <laughs> wouldn't even say, I was waiting for your text to be like, yo, love the fact that the Clippers won, right? Yeah, yeah. But this is the thing. We're going to talk about Dame and everybody, but... Doc Rivers and the Clippers gave Portland every opportunity to win. I, people totally. Were, people were texting me being like, oh, Kawhi's sitting and then playing New Jersey the next day. This is obviously for so that the Lakers get. I said, first of all, we don't play to lose. OK. And honestly, I don't think we're thinking about the Lakers. But.
2: It was convenient. It was convenient. Yeah. i fine
0: with that. <laughs> like, I, I would have been more like have Kawhi sit out today too. like just say he's not playing the back to back. Because there's no point in playing uh, New Jersey or Brooklyn today. Excuse me. Um, but Doc gave the Trailblazers every opportunity to win this game. We played with the scr- our scrubs, which are actually really good players. But we finished the game yeah. with their second and third team. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Like if you look at that, Terrence Mann, for whatever reason, was getting minutes. I didn't think he would see you know another game for a while. Um, it was a great game, but I already I noticed early that. And Trent, who we've spoke highly about, and Portland, we've both spoke highly about on how good that they're playing. They were the hottest team basically coming into this. Minus Phoenix, Phoenix, yeah, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, This was a must-win for Portland. Okay, back against the wall, you got to win this shit, right? Yeah,
2: every game for them, every game for those like you know eight through twelve seeds are must-win. There's no, there's no room for for leniency, and that was the. I think that was the biggest aspect of this that surprised me was that was that your team was handling your backups were handling their starters pretty well in the fourth quarter. I mean, granted the, you know, the first half was maybe the best shooting just in general from both teams that I've seen in a game this year. Like both teams are shooting like 60% from the field in that first half. I, I don't even, like, it was almost 80 points at halftime. It was like 76 mm-hmm. to 79 at half. So like, Regardless of who was out there or who wasn't, like everyone was hitting shots. It was pretty, it was pretty remarkable that first half. And yes, I definitely, I was very upset when I saw that Kawhi was not going to be playing. I was like, these, these fucking Clippers. I knew you
0: would do that, bro.
2: But it makes sense for them. I get, and honestly, it would have made sense for them to intentionally lose. And they kind of tried to do, like to your point, they kind of tried to do that. But Doc's not going to say stop making shots to his second unit because. That's like against like it's that. against everything that you want as a team, but it did it did upset me in the beginning <laughs> that Kawhi sat out against Portland. I mean, of course, it behooves everyone in the West to to lose to Portland at this point because it'll be the toughest matchup for the Lakers. We've said it all the time, mm. but the fact that your second unit handled them the way that they did, and of course that Dame, which we're going to get into, missed those pretty key free throws. Um, that it was shocking to me. I didn't. I did not expect that. I thought Portland was going to handle this.
0: Well, it was crazy to me because I was getting livid the whole game because <laughs> livid because we were giving up so many wide open threes. Like yeah. Gary, Gary Trent is the hottest three point shooter yes. in in the bubble right now, and he got so many wide open looks. He had
2: another six threes in that game, and so did CJ. Both of those guys had six Who, threes.
0: CJ had twenty nine. Uh huh. They look really. They looked really great. Yeah. But see, but Gary was was running his mouth early, right? Yeah. And. Obviously, and, Chaun- and by the way, dude, listening to Chauncey and Brian Seaman, it is so difficult, dog. They they have no chemistry. There together. is none, and I just miss Ralph so much. Bubble Ralph would have just been oh, so amazing. Bingo, and I just they kept bringing up like Gary Trents getting under their skin, getting under their skin, and he was just running his mouth. And Paul George called him out early on it. Dame was
2: talking shit the whole game, even you know, Landry in the she- first quarter, wasn't he saying he wanted Patrick Beverly wanted out there? Yeah.
0: Okay. Now Dame chokes. Dame chokes at the end. He never misses two free throws. Never. Dame time is a real thing. He's very clutch. Um, misses Missed two free throws. Let me tell you guys something if you didn't watch this game. You can hear Patrick Beverly talking the whole game. It's quiet in there. It's quiet in there, and Patrick is the loudest one. Yeah. And if you think this is something new with Pat Beverly talking shit, he does not care, okay? And I, I said this before. There are no fans in these games, but having the the players as the only fans there is awesome to watch. Yeah. I love seeing players' reactions. You have to be the energy for your team that's in the game, right? Even Kawhi was getting into it, and he was very mellow the whole game. Too. Was he wearing two different masks? No. So I got our boy staying staying yeah. hoops. Yeah. was telling me that that is a uh, custom. New Balance masks that they started uh-huh. designing at the beginning of COVID, and they're actually, like, the best masks that you can wear. Got it. They, they are. They're made. New Balance, when all of COVID started, they started using their resources to make these really dope masks. Yeah. And I posted on our page, fun guy, fun mask, um, <laughs> which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, but I loved everything about this. I honestly feel, and, and, and I, when we post this stuff, everybody thinks that I'm talking shit about Dane Lillard. I love Dane Lillard. Right. Okay? I love him, but You cannot be the guy that talks shit, and then when somebody talks shit to you, you get real salty about it. And, the yeah, Pat Bev went a little overboard, the Dame time stuff, right? (laughs) But that's Pat, okay? And uh, Dame, in that post-game interview, can say all he wants is, I see it as a sign of respect, bringing up seven years ago, like dropping a shot against Houston and then yeah you know Paul George has been on the wrong end of game winners a lot of times in his life yeah
2: it's almost I, I mean I've, I've been seeing posts thinking that he may have the most game winners ever hit on an individual like as a defender he may be the guy and that's that has nothing to do with his defense mostly it has everything to do with luck
0: yeah, and being one of the best defenders in the NBA, he's going to be
2: guarding the guys that take the shots, right? Yeah, and you're
0: going to. It's it's like Patrick Ewing was a great defender, but fuck, he got banged on, he got dumped on okay? by everybody. Yeah, but you, you have to get dumped. You that's have how to,
2: you get blocked shots. Yes, that's Alonzo so Mourning, same thing. Yeah,
0: but the fact that Dame afterward was it was bringing up shit that was old, and yeah, you know what? That, that last year's last year's game winner on Paul George was one of the best endings of any game. Yep, I just think he got real salty about it, and then. Obviously, the Twitter beef starts. And yeah. for an hour yesterday, we had the best Twitter beef around, okay? The 1-2-3 Cancun from Patrick Beverly was oh. such a low blow, right? I love it, though. And then, you know, uh, Paul George was saying, uh, you know, you're going to get knocked out. You're going to get knocked out first round, like, whatever. Right. Uh, and then Dame kind of just took that shit to heart and called all the Clippers chumps. You guys are chumps.
2: Right, and he also said that PG was... Uh Switching teams. Switching teams. That's right. That's what it was. Which I have Keep to, switching teams.
0: Yeah, keep switching teams. He's been traded twice, guys. He's been traded. This is not a Kevin Durant thing at all, okay? It's not... It, I got hit up so many times. He's a ring chaser. He's a ring chaser. Dame's the GOAT because of loyalty. Let me tell you something. Yes, I love that Dame is going to maybe be a lifer in Portland, right. but a super max $250 million deal will keep me a lot of places. Yeah, That's yeah. why I don't think Giannis is going to go anywhere else, but that's a whole other sure. topic. I love Dame. I don't think Portland... This is the only chance I think that Portland's going to be able to win a championship yep. in this bubble right now. But again, I don't want to see Portland in the like in the Western Conference Finals because totally. Dame's going to bring this back, right? Right. Bring this back up. But also, I'm thinking to myself: we just handled your healthy team with no Kawhi, no Montrez, and our third stringers, and no Pat Bev, and no Pat Bev. Yeah. Okay. And we get, we got Terrence Mann, Rodney McGruder, Pat biggest Patterson. Shot Pat Pat was huge yesterday jermichael Uh, green is is literally i think he's he's 11 for 17 threes in the bubble yeah he's cash he's killing it right yeah and i just love the beef and these dudes there's 200 you know grown millionaire men in a bubble that aren't getting ass okay Right. there's no a lot of
2: testosterone a lot
0: of testosterone (laughs) and it's only a matter of time before this shit boils over yeah and it was obvious that Patrick Beverly was getting under Dame's skin yesterday. Yep. And I think it's a fair playing field. Drew, do you agree?
2: So this is this is part of why I love this sport. You know, there's there's a lot of shit-talking in most team sports. Right? Football, I think, is probably the number one shit-talking sport because they have helmets on and there's so many of them and the refs aren't – it's outside and the refs can't hear anything. That's So I think football is the number one shit-talking sport. Uh, but the number two is definitely basketball. And this is – something that i have been complaining about for a while is the lack of some of these feuds between players it was refreshing honestly i fucking <laughs> love the shit talk but back and forth it's great it, pat bev and the whole clipper bench losing their minds when when dame misses two free throws Because he wasn't supposed to do to that to tie the game all he needed to do was hit one and you're like oh cash he's gonna he's gonna hit both of these they're gonna win this game and when he missed it, I celebrated like I was Pat Bev myself at home, Laker fan. I'm like, fuck yeah. Right. Game time. Mm-hmm. All of that. This is this is healthy for the NBA. Uh this is anytime you can get rivalries, especially rivalries within, you know, the same conference. It's fantastic. And I can't wait. This is gonna lead us nicely into the I mean, we talked about Nate Robinson fighting Jake Paul and Mike Tyson fighting uh Roy Jones. TJ Warren and Jimmy Butler are playing against each other. Tomorrow, and that's another rivalry. That I mean, it's kind of a similar thing. A lot of a lot of online Twitter beef or I G beef or whatever. I cannot wait to watch that. This game was great. I was shocked that Portland lost. I'm still I still can't believe that Dame missed those free throws. I think if that game's played nine times out of ten. Portland probably wins. This is just the one chance that you guys won because you really didn't want to win the game. Wait,
0: you think they beat us 9 times out of 10 times playing the Clippers? I think in this situation In this
2: exact mm-hmm. scenario, mm-hmm. the way that it, like no Kawhi, no Pat Bev mm-hmm. and then all that else,
0: mm-hmm.
2: especially the way that Dane got two free throws to pretty much ice the game and miss and miss and then miss the three. And then miss the, a wide open, you know, it wasn't wide open, he but had like good look. it was a good look from 3 that mm-hmm. you would expect him to get closer at. He was only 2 for 10 from 3 that entire game. Nine times out of ten he's, That scenario okay. works out Where Portland should win that game mm-hmm. I hope that there's a renewed Or, or maybe a, a new rivalry here Between the Clippers and the Blazers That we can look to for the oh, it's seasons there. to come now It's there now That's
0: exactly right uh, Two things though real quick Before we move on Again for what seems to be happening All the time now Is our Instagram posts Because we tend to You know Our What we post on Instagram We normally talk about on the show Right, right. And it just turned so sideways with all the posts yesterday it turned into oh you think pat bev is better than dane lillard and i'm like <laughs> okay where where is this going okay of course i don't think pat bev is better than dane lillard this is that's not even a, it's not even a topic. not even of close favorite. yeah <laughs> and then why are we going into ring chasers you know what sure. i mean i get like what dane said like now we're ripping on paul george for I just don't get the loyalty thing. Like, okay, would Paul would would you respect Paul George more if he went to Orlando and just fucking you know took his talents to Orlando and never won anything? Right. Do you understand that the Clippers literally gave up all of our future picks to get this man? Now, did did he want to play with Kawhi? Yeah. Who wouldn't? Right. Like, where is this loyalty shit coming from? I don't. I'm not a big fan of that. And three weeks ago on JJ Reddick's podcast. Pat Beverly says, spends five minutes talking about the reason why I had to get better was because Dame Lillard. He was killing me. I had to work on my lateral movement. Like, the respect is there. Definitely. And I'm pretty sure it's the same thing like with Kevin Durant last year with with Pat Bev, right? Like, the respect is there for Patrick Beverly. He may not be the the 30 and 10 guy like Dame Lillard. Totally. He may not be a top 100 player in the NBA. He might be.
2: But – he certainly is is top 100 defensive Definitely. player. I mean, top 50 defensive players. And that's that's what you have to take in consideration when you're looking at building your squad. Not everyone can go for 30 on every team, right? You need guys that are willing to fit those roles. And Pat Bev does that beautifully.
0: And you would take Pat Beverly on your team any day of the week. That's all I got to say. Most people hate Pat Beverly, and he loves it.
2: Until and he's on your team. <laughs> you hate him until he's on your team, Pass. and you go, holy shit, this guy's awesome. He's a great team guy. Everyone loves him. He mm-hmm. works his ass off. That, like, What else can you ask for?
0: Right. So I'm with that. Clippers looked great or looked better. Uh, Doc kept saying, like, I'm getting these reps for our young players. And I honestly feel, so, I don't think we're going to be doing that standard uh, playoff seven man rotation. We are so deep on this team that I think Rodney Magruder and, like, Pat Pat and Jermichael Green obviously is going to be in that rotation. Yeah. So, and so- I mean,
2: when the playoffs come, it might be different. But for now, especially because, like, this is when all the back to backs are happening this week for most of the teams. Mm-hmm. Rest everybody. I mean, like, you know, it, you don't have to rest them for whole games, but, you know, minutes selection and all that stuff is going to come into play for these next, you know, three seeding games that you have left.
0: And don't you find it funny, though, like when Kawhi does take the day off or whatever? Every It's still the same reaction every week. Like, this is shocking, right? Like, this is part of the dude's career.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry he's not playing tonight. Paul George interviewed right after the game, mm-hmm. asked why he wasn't playing in the fourth quarter, and mm-hmm. his honest response, is Paul George will do, he just said uh, load management for tonight. He goes, well, I didn't, I, I wasn't gonna play. Doc said we need to shut it down, so I didn't play in the fourth. Doc and, said, oh
0: are yeah. playing twenty four minutes, we're cutting you at twenty four, right? And guess what, Terrence, man, and Rodney, you go in and make these plays. And Sham had, a,
2: Sham had a good game, honestly. Like he had a couple really nice shots. He had some take it to the rack. Yeah, he had uh, maybe one or two dunks. One for sure that I saw and I remember that was nice. And uh, I've never but seen that a was dunk. big. I
0: haven't seen two hand. That know. was
2: a two handed. He threw it down. It nicely. looked awkward though. It I thought it. I mean, he got up. Like I think. Did. I mean, whoever's whoever's backing in into your. Uh,
0: is there a lot going on? Right yeah that,
2: that that that's sharp.
0: Well, we do have uh, we do have the door open in case yeah. girlfriend and Kona come back. Okay, moving forward, what else you got, Drew? What are what are we doing?
2: Well, so I just touched on it. I, I the the next the very next matchup that I'm excited about is a matchup that I don't know if I've ever been excited for Miami against Indiana right. before this game. Like I, for those that need a refresher, TJ Warren, who is Mr. Bubble. Uh, literally just owning everybody. In, King. In, King is what we're calling, including them. yeah, sure, mm-hmm. including the Lakers who he torched last night again for thirty nine points and hit a pretty much the dagger to win it, while being guarded by LeBron and then switched onto by Anthony Davis, hit it over AD. Uh, so caps off. I mean, TJ Warren.
0: He's had one game under twenty points, like the game before, the and it Lakers.
2: was Phoenix. I think it was the Phoenix, his Phoenix. old team. He what scored eighteen it? points. You would expect the <laughs> forty piece against them, exactly. Damn. I think, I also, I honestly think that may have been a scenario where Indiana, because I I didn't watch the game. That game wasn't televised, at least where I live. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't get to see that, but that was the only game that he was a little bit off from the field, but he still shot, I think, relatively, uh, high percentage. Anyway, TJ and, and Jimmy got into it during the regular season for those that didn't recall or may not remember or didn't see it. Uh, and then there was some beef, as I mentioned earlier, between them back and forth. And Jimmy just said that TJ's not even on his level, like just 100 percent. They like they shouldn't let him be guarded by TJ because he's just going to torture him. It doesn't matter. So now TJ's got all this uh, clout coming his way after deservedly scoring almost 40 points a game in this in this yeah. bubble. And um, Jimmy already came out this week and said, you know, I can't wait for this matchup. Because I'm going to show you what's what's really good. I don't know the actual quote, but he already came out and said that he's looking forward to showing everybody the real T.J. Warren. And how good Jimmy is, how much better Jimmy is than T.J. So, two
0: things about this. Jimmy better fucking bring it, okay? He's been off
2: for a couple games with the ankle.
0: He has been. Uh, maybe that's load management. Could be for this game for whatever reason. Yeah,
2: I, one one of the games is against the Bucks, so I don't think it was load management that one. Because I would imagine that they wanted they would want Jimmy out there. Mm. It's a real good test for them. But certainly at least one of these games was, was load management.
0: He better bring it, dog. And I, I, I like Jimmy Butler, but TJ's on. And, you know, TJ has, like you said, a lot of clout going into this game. And he's the player everybody's been talking about. I think he's going to try his best to go off. And if yeah. if TJ Warren, let's just say TJ goes for 35 yeah. and Jimmy Butler goes for 17, the shit that's going to be talked after that game, TJ – During. Have, during and after – you have the mic, TJ. You can say whatever you want yep. because because Jimmy went live with yep. you know in the press conference calling his ass out. Oh yeah,
2: and um, I, I here is here is my call. Mm-hmm. There's um, there's still a slight chance that Jimmy won't play in this game, right? Like there's a there's a chance that Ooh. Spostra and the rest of those guys just go. We don't want him to get teed up or ejected or injured or anything like that, so we're going to just sit him. My guess is that Jimmy's going to try and overrule that, and I sincerely hope that he plays. Like I said, I've been looking forward to this matchup all week. The other chance here is that if that scenario happens and TJ starts going off and Jimmy's not hitting his shots, watch Jimmy just get kicked out of the game. He'll just get kicked out of the game if he's if he's scoring about fourteen points and TJ's already close to thirty. Mm-hmm. Just I, he's going to do something. He's going to get thrown out of the or game. Pull a Hammy. Pull pull a ham. I, I don't think he'll do the injury thing. I think he'll just get in a fight or he'll yell at the refs or if he'll do something to get kicked out of the game so he has an excuse as to why he was outscored or outplayed by TJ.
0: All I'm thinking about right now is a story I've told on this show, and I'm going to yeah. say it again to all the new – and I know you know where I'm going with this. I do. Uh, to all our new listeners, like Baron Davis is the homie, and I remember him and, and Steven Jackson talking. We were having a conversation, and Baron's like, man, Stack, you remember what we had to do with Monte? We were talking about Monte Ellis, and Monte Ellis – for those that don't know, was a killer, right? Out of high school too, and in practice in Golden State, like nobody wanted to guard Monté because he was just lighting everybody up. He's a very good scorer. He was very good. <laughs> like Baron didn't want to guard him. Captain Jack didn't want to guard him. And so Baron and Steven Jackson like had a look that they would give each other when they were getting torched, and they would just start fighting. So they got kicked out of practice, and Don Nelson would kick him out of practice. So they didn't have to play Monté. So perfect. I, I feel you on that.
2: Yeah, I think there's a good chance that Jimmy pulls that move. If it goes that route. Now, here's here's the fun part, and the reason that I'm looking forward to it is because they should be, for as many minutes as they're both on the floor together, they should be matched up head-to-head. This shouldn't be any kind of rotation. Oh, Jimmy will guard him a couple times or maybe on a switch. No, they're going head-to-head. So my guess is I would imagine you know during these, what is it, four or five games that TJ's been going off, no one will have guarded him as hard as Jimmy Butler is about to in this game for as long as he's out there for. Again, who knows, minutes restrictions, blah, blah, blah. But let's just say Jimmy plays 24 minutes. That's going to be some of the hardest defense TJ Warrens have to go through for those 24 minutes. Mean,
0: maybe we'll see like what TJ is really made of. Is this a fluke? Is all the like? Yeah, the,
2: it's where? not a fluke. I mean, the kid can score. I mean, for those people that haven't that that are new to TJ Warren, uh, that hadn't seen him at, at North Carolina State, uh, that he was a scoring machine. It was a, unfortunately that NC State was just not that good when he was there. And then, of course, he's been in the in the butthole of of Phoenix, which like you you can't even get any kind of recognition when you're playing for that team. They're only winning 17 games a year, uh, unless your name is Devin Booker and you score 70 points in a game. Even then, not that much recognition. They lost that game too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so this is nothing new. I mean, granted, the 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 40 points a game is new, but TJ is a scorer and has been his whole life. Um, I think something is is clicking here that is unique. Uh, he's certainly. Loving these new spaces, as we talked about. Some of these shooters are really starting to hone in. J.J. Redick is one of them that's really starting to get the picture. I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, none of the Lakers have figured that out You're yet. we are not
0: shooting well at We're all. We're
2: shooting man. like shit. We need, I, uh, we need fake crowd. We need something. I, I don't know what to do. We, we have to change the lighting or something like that for the Lakers. But uh, TJ certainly loving it. This is, I, I will be not surprised if he's able to score 30 points again. What if he gets just locked gonna be up tough. though, Drew? I, what,
0: if, what if Jimmy locks him up? Jimmy's like,
2: one of the best defenders in the league, especially like one-on-one, uh-huh. on ball. I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy jars him up. But at the same time, these refs are calling things really tight right. still. So if he goes that route, TJ's going to go to the line a bunch and Jimmy's going to foul out.
0: I'm with Either you. way,
2: I'm fucking stoked for it. I As long as Jimmy and TJ are both on the floor... I will be watching every second of that match. Five PM tomorrow. Yep.
0: And then uh, Lakers Denver tomorrow. And Denver's been underwhelming too. Like they they almost lost
2: years. to Utah.
0: That was a crazy game. crazy game. I'm so not sold on Utah, but now we finally like you and I had always been saying like who's going to be the guy on that team? Like I wasn't really sold on Donovan Mitchell as being that superstar. He had it, he had
2: that game finally, did. and they still lost the game, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But he he went back and forth with Jamal Murray, who actually got some finally got some minutes mm-hmm. in the in the bubble. And looked good in his first, in his first debut out there, which was great for Denver. Uh, but big, big win for Denver because that means they're right on the heels of the Clippers. They're still only a half game back at this point. It's a half game from the Clippers. Only a half game back from the two to the three. But who's
0: the six right now? This is
2: why I got to. All of these things that, uh, the seeding games are happening so fast. So my scenario has actually played out that I talked about on the last pod where Houston and Oklahoma City leapfrog Utah. Utah is now in the sixth seed. It happened that fast. It happened over the course of two games. So now, here's the standings in the West. Lakers 1, Clippers 2, Denver 3, Houston 4, Oklahoma City 5, and Utah at the sixth. And uh, if Utah is only two and a half, only two games up on the seven seed Dallas Mavericks. So if if they keep falling and they don't win any games, they actually may end up in that seven-seed matchup. And you may end up playing Utah in the seven-seed. But as it stands right now. I love that, too. As it stands right now, your matchup is with the Dallas Mavericks, who have Luka, who just went crazy last night.
0: he own Dallas, though, dog.
2: He went crazy last he's, night against Milwaukee and, and Giannis, throwing passes between his legs. What do you have, 19 assists?
0: Yeah, he, Drew, he's figured it out, bro. Like, he's insane. He's, he's that good. And. Uh, Just seeing how he's moving right now. Yeah, he's froggy. Uh, It looks like he's just having fun. Like he doesn't look locked in. Like like most of these.
2: No, you're right. You know what I mean. Like it's pretty effortless when he's out there. It's just kind of like he just he really is able to see the whole game, which is rare. Like and that's why you know really good elite passers um, sometimes don't look like they're moving that fast. It's because they're allowing things to develop. It's almost like a quarterback. When he holds it that extra second so that his receiver can get that one one extra half step mm-hmm. that he needs before he lets it go. Mm-hmm. You need almost that just that pause within you, that calm to wait for the moment to to dime out the pass. And the between the legs pass that everyone's talked about now, everyone's probably seen it already, the highlight that he dropped to uh, your boy Max um, a sleeper for a nice dunk is one of the nicest passes that I've seen this season, for sure. I mean, especially because it led directly to a dunk, um, but it was pretty much on Giannis. Like he was, he was faced up with Giannis, mm. and this went like boot pocket pass between the legs. That's how we're rolling. Um, Luca has definitely figured it out, and I think you should try to avoid them. But I'm also not that worried because of your record against yeah,
0: them. Yeah, I mean, we we definitely we've owned them. Yeah, we literally, have owned them, and he has a horrible. He plays horribly against Pat Beverly. Like yeah. He hates it. Pat loves playing that guy, but it's just a joy to watch him play, dude. Like you said, effortless is how it is. Like nobody picks on Luca. Like you don't see Luca get mad. He does come he bitches to the refs a lot. He
2: talks a lot to the refs. I think that's part of Euro though. That's part of growing up in the Euro ball because he was he's been playing pro since he was like Mm fifteen. So I'm sure his first three years at pro maybe didn't say too much, Mm but he talks more than I would expect.
0: I agree. And don't you feel that like Prime is like 25 to 28, yep. right? And the numbers he's putting up, Michael, LeBron, Magic, Larry, nobody's put up these kind of numbers. Correct. And they are fun to watch, but we, we will own Dallas. I will tell you that.
2: So, I mean, I think the the big thing for you is that is, is Porzingis, right? So if you don't have Trez, Porzingis will be an issue for you because – Porzingis just, doesn't play – Porzingis shoots now. I, but you, my point is, is like you saw the way that, that Porzingis attacked – PJ Tucker mm-hmm. against Houston. If you decide to put Paul George or somebody of that like somebody shorter on him, that's exactly what he's going to do. He goes for almost 40 points in that game. And all I'm saying is if you don't have Trez for that matchup, that could cause some issues. I still think you guys are not an issue not not, not going to have a problem with Dallas, but that would be the one matchup that I would say could be an issue for you.
0: What about Toronto getting blown out the other night, though? A lot of people were on Finally. Toronto. Finally, I know, but <laughs> everybody was on the Toronto, and I'm still on the Toronto train too. I don't think we talk about them enough, but it's about time. They're they not fun
2: of... to talk about. This is the thing; like, they're Facts. very, very good, mm-hmm. but they're not fun to talk about. <laughs> they take a lot of fucking charges. <laughs> they whine and complain a lot. Nobody likes Kyle Lowry. He's the he's the best, most unliked player in the NBA. Why don't people like Kyle Lowry? Because he flops all the time. Okay, but that's part of the game. It's like dude. it's it's like Derek Fisher reincarnated.
0: Okay, but little guy putting up big numbers. He's Is he the greatest Raptor ever over Vince Carter? Over Kawhi Leonard
2: is the greatest Raptor you, you ever so? right now. You right so? now, Kawhi Ka- Leonard is the greatest Raptor ever.
0: But what about loyalty, bro? Exactly. What about loyalty? <laughs> you know? Like, come on, dude. What Kyle Lowry loyalty. needs to get his love.
2: No, I, I look. I think Kyle Lowry is a deserved all-star. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, it's, you talk about somebody who had to work their way into all of this money and stuff. That's that's exactly what he had to do. Like he bounced around Houston, Memphis, was never really cutting it, always kind of on the fringes. And he's worked his ass off to get where he's at now. I'm I'm very impressed with the fact that he's so good now. He very he's very, very good. But I don't like watching him play.
0: Yeah, like I don't want it. I don't watch Toronto to see Serge Ibaka like take fifteen footers. Exactly, they are boring. That's why we don't talk about
2: them, and that's why most people don't talk about it.
0: And still, Fred Van Vliet's better than Devin Booker too, just a to little. Of course, know. everyone just, knows
2: that. Everyone already knows it's that. It's Obvious. Everyone knows okay.
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trolling some of our followers. Yeah, I'm trolling you guys right now. That's what I do. Uh, let's let's give Booker and the Suns a little bit of love right now. The five and squad. That's right. Um, and they're playing their asses off. I love this. I love this because it's going to be great. Going the the Suns need something. So, and there are a lot of loyal Phoenix Suns fans out there. They're kind of the the Knicks of the of the West because they hate their owner totally. Um, and their owner does nothing to surround uh, Devin Booker with anybody. Even though I think the nucleus of Devin Booker and Aiton, who we're seeing, worked on his game a lot. Saw so saw him shooting a lot of threes against the Clippers yeah. and whatnot. But and Ubre is nice. Ubre is nice, but guess what? I would like a guy like T.J. Warren. Like let T.J. Warren shoot, right?
2: They gave him up for cash. Cash consideration.
0: considerations, and don't tell me that that that, that isn't written somewhere in T.J. Warren's hotel room. You know what, I'm what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cash considerations. That's is right. Written somewhere
2: it might be tattooed on his body.
0: Dude, why do you think they're playing so well though? Why do you think they're beating these squads?
2: I so I, I touched on that last episode with the. The, the kind of the freedom that these lower-seeded teams have, and, and, and especially against these teams that are already solidified within the playoff realm, there's not much. There's not much for the higher-seeded teams to play for, so they they're just they're just kind of going in and like, okay, let's play the Suns. Yeah, okay, our best player, you're gonna sit for like you know half the game. Mm. Um, and second best player, let's get you some run. You know, we'll see what we can do. And the Suns are coming in and just going. Fuck it, like let's just play. Like let's just see if how many points we can score. Cuz God knows they're not playing fantastic defense. They're not. I mean, they're just outscoring teams. And they have a decent squad. I mean, that's that is the one thing like if there is something to praise the Suns for in the last 5 years, it's been mostly this last year of of pieces that they've tried to put together around Devin Booker. I mean, the the fact that they decided to go with Aiton over Luka, Luka Doncic should still drive their entire fan base crazy because that could have been the greatest backcourt that we have in the NBA for the next 10 years. So, that fine, they pass on that, even though their coach spoke the same language as Luka. At the time, The coach at the time did. Um, that didn't last long. Fine. You want to go with the big and the small, like the kind of the new age Shaq and Kobe thing? Fine. Aiton's good. Booker's good. Keep building around these guys. See if you can keep them there. But all signs are pointing to Devin Booker leaving because he keeps wanting to say that he's going to go play with D'Lo, and he's going to go play with Cat, uh, whenever that is. Whenever they actually you know are able to. Oh, Wait a minute,
0: is he ring chasing then? No, is that,
2: no, is that, is that that's the being... opposite of ring oh, okay. chasing because yeah, Cat, Cat and D'Lo aren't going to. Yeah, they're not going to win anything. Right. Facts. <laughs> he just wants to play with his bros. Yeah, play with his homies. Right. So that's. I don't know what you call that. But there's got to be some sort of name for that. I don't know.
0: I'm trolling again.
2: Yeah, exactly. But anyway. Five and zero is is commendable. Mm. They have beaten some very surprising teams all along. I mean, the Clippers being one of them. Uh, I think they beat the Bucks. I I I, I don't know who the, who all five have been. I haven't watched more than just the highlights of them because I don't give a. Sh- they still don't, don't matter. There's still two. And we three, love you, Devin Booker. There's still two and a half games back from mm. actually being in contention here. So unless they win out, which is a very real possibility, could there be a? Could there be the play-in tournament with
0: Portland and Phoenix?
2: Phoenix is one and a half games back from Memphis, but they're a half game back behind Portland and San Antonio. So Phoenix is still in the 11th seat. So there's a chance that if they went out and San Antonio and Portland or Memphis, one of those three teams drops like we expect. I don't, I don't see Memphis winning any games at this point. They got their first one. They did win one, but it, again, it's going to be a tough road for them. There is, there's, there's a path. There is a path for Phoenix to actually contend. At this point, Sacramento and the Pelicans, New Orleans Pelicans, are pretty much done and dusted. Mm-hmm. There's not really a path for them because they're just too many games back. I mean, mathematically, technically, the Pelicans have a chance because they're only two and a half games back, but still, it's just not likely. Um, so back to
0: my question. Yeah. Can Portland and Phoenix be in a plane? Yes. They can. The they can,
2: absolutely. If Memphis keeps losing and mm-hmm. San Antonio drops a game, one game, and the Phoenix and, and Portland keep winning... That can be the eight nine matchup and without a doubt.
0: I, I want to say something to Memphis really fast. Like Ja, I love you. If anybody knows Ja Morant, I love you. I love your game, but you're he's gonna fucking hurt himself, dog. Yeah, like this dude,
2: he jumps is all over the place, all
0: over the freaking place. He needs well, we to saw chill.
2: in the in the first half of the season. You remember that one that one dunk, dunk. that he went for and missed, mm-hmm. and then came down all awkward. I thought he broke his legs. <laughs> I thought he broke his leg. He's going to hurt It was like himself. two months into the season. Like, you ain't going anywhere
0: right now. Go, Just listen. Like, Jaron Jackson just ended his saying. season.
2: Everyone in the organization of Memphis, every time he does a crazy jump or an alley-oop or something like that, must be holding their breath. And, every time. Just praying, please come down, okay? Because if he pulls, heaven forbid, he pulls uh, just a freak Gordon Haywood kind of accident where he's just jumping and and lands awkwardly on the shoe of someone else. And boom, breaks an ankle or rolls an ankle, significantly tears a ligament, like that's
0: and it's everything that we were talking about. Though there's all this room right now, and people that are going downhill. Giannis is loving this. Russell Westbrook is loving this. Like they are going so hard in the paint right now, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I just want Ja to chill because I need we need him around next year. Definitely, hundred um, percent. Want to bring something up really quick? It's really interesting. First of all, uh, NBA on TNT having the boys back: Shaq, Kenny, Chuck. And then having adding Draymond is so great to the telecast because you know Draymond and Chuck have that. Beef they, have a, they have
2: a, a deep-seated beef. They do, but
0: like they get. But they're along. cool. They're yeah, cool they, now. Yeah, th- and this is what I'm saying with like
2: people can have beef. People
0: talk shit, bro. It's basketball. <laughs> Professional athletes talk shit. Yeah,
2: it's like any any group of dudes that has a friendship and you guys don't talk shit to each other. That's You're not awkward. friends. What what kind? What do you talk about? Right. What do you guys do? That's do you no just sit fun. there quietly. But he went on a rant about D. Book get my man
0: out of Phoenix. You know, he needs to go play with, with real players, and he got fined 50 k today for tampering, right? <laughs>
2: TNT better pay that. Yeah,
0: pay, pay the note, dude. Like, <laughs> let this man
2: speak. At least half of it. TNT better Come pay on, for that. dude. Um, last couple pieces that I mm-hmm. have before we, we tap out here. It is official. We were kind of uh, on the border. We didn't really have all the information on the last episode. Ben Simmons is out for the foreseeable future, most likely for the rest of the season. Uh, he's going to get surgery on that knee. What a shame. It's, uh, yeah, it's like literally the worst news for the Sixers fans. Um, and, and right off of the heels of that, I saw some rumors coming out saying that Cleveland is going to try and make a push to trade for Ben Simmons. And what they're going to give him is point guards, right? Cleveland has like three point guards that are pretty good, if not Mm. possibly good. And they're going to try and get Ben Simmons off of that. Garland
0: and Sexton, right? Garland,
2: Sexton, and, uh. Kevin Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. are are the three guys that can possibly be traded in there for. So, how this really,
0: would Ben be if you send me to Cleveland, Cleveland
2: to go <laughs> play with Drummond? No, it's the same exact dude. scenario that same he's same one, same exact scenario that he's in right oh, now. No,
0: but losing games
2: and Kevin Love. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I mean, and there's there's a lot of talk that Kevin Love's going to go to Houston at the end of this oh. at the uh, you know the beginning of this free agency thing. That's the
0: guy they need. That's exactly just what they another three point shooter. Because like, then PJ can
2: play power forward and just like thank God. PJ's gonna have to take the half season off next year. He's gonna die. (laughs) DJ Tucker
0: is going to die. There is no. Did you see when Bobon had to play That is so funny. Come on.
2: Um, So that sucks. Uh huh. I mean, I'm we, sorry. Yeah, Sixers are done at this point. I mean, that just, to me, that really solidifies the fact that they're not, they're not going to get out of the first round. What's
0: a shame, though, Drew, is this guy spent, uh, uh, our boy Glue was over here before you came, which is cool. He I came, saw him riding his bike yeah, when I was driving up here. So he pulled up real quick. Glue is a guy that we play with, really good friend, diehard Laker fan. Yeah. We talked hoops for a little while. But I was saying, like, what a shame it is that the, first of all, what a surprise it was that all these players, I like, came in really great shape. From quarantine, right? They came into the bubble like looking really good. We mm-hmm. were concerned about Zion, Joel, you know. And we saw Ben Simmons was working his ass off the whole time. He was in the best shape of his life. This this uh, scenario with no fans was going to be something that we were both excited about for him with the confidence and the shooting the threes. And you're in the best shape of your life. You're 22. And then you just come down on a random rebound and something clicks in so your game. So awkward. Right
2: and i think that i think the good news about this is that they are addressing it i mean you know they probably could have said hey let's put a brace on it you know we'll 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 work you know we'll we'll give you like the massages and we'll do all the physical therapy you don't need to do surgery maybe we push this to the off season because they could have done that with him and and from what, that bad from at- everything that i read about this injury mm-hmm. is you know yes it's pretty uncomfortable uh, but unless there's an actual tear, you can probably still function, right? He's going to be able to walk around and do normal mm-hmm. things. You saw him walk to the locker room after the injury happened in the first place. So I do think that they're actually looking out for him in, in a small way in this $250 sense. Two hundred
0: fifty million dollar investment. Totally, man, and protected, it. and
2: it's important. So I, I, think that's good. I mean, and, and Ben Simmons should be happy with that, and I honestly think the the Sixers fans in general should be happy with that because shit just wasn't going right for them this year. You know, they took, they took a big swing on Horford kind of struck out on it, and it just really wasn't fitting together. We were already seeing that even when Ben was playing on the floor. So I feel bad for Sixers fans, Mm -hmm. but, you know, this is just kind of the reality. And we'll see what this actually means for the roster of the Sixers and the coaching staff of the Sixers, who we've been saying for a while probably needs to change. One of those two, if not both, probably need to change in the next two years if if, if Sixers want to be relevant in Mm -hmm. here. And the last thing that I have uh, was from Woj – um since the NBA has done such a good job with this bubble and and again I want to reiterate still zero positive tests zero. Coming, coming out of the NBA in this bubble environment and it's just a round of a round of applause is deserved for the NBA Adam Silver everyone and the players for following you know the for most of them following the rules <clears throat> even though Luke, pepper Luke. yeah Lou damn it. it wasn't the wings it was actually it, it, Kenny Again, Kenny Kenny Smith's quote was the best. It wasn't the wings; he went for the legs and thighs.
0: That's so fucked up. It's the Ken. best. It's the best I know, quote ever, I know. and it's the
2: truth. We found out the truth. He was definitely tipping well. That's what. That's what hey, we he's heard. he's got
0: the bread. It's a. It's COVID, bro. It's the economy. He's tri- stimulating the economy. Uh-huh. In his own. In his own community. Bro. Yeah,
2: he's handing out stimulus checks. Um, <laughs> God damn it, Lou. Yeah, that's the truth. Anyway, <sighs> because everyone except for Lou Williams did such a good job <laughs> in the bubble. Um, and because most likely most arenas aren't going to be able to have fans next year, as the NBA looks to next season and what the potential of that will look like because it's rapidly approaching, they are considering multiple bubble pots. So not all the teams have to be in one Orlando bubble for, you know, eight months because it's a whole season now that we're trying to break down. But the idea is, is that there would be like a bubble in Los Angeles. There would be a bubble in New York. There would be a bubble in Texas. And Chicago and then maybe one or two other sites and teams would kind of rotate through there. So they, there would be like almost the way that AAU circuits play these massive tournaments. Oh, I like that. There would just be bubbles where, you know, this, this, in, in this one, we have five teams and it's the Lakers, Clippers, you know, Portland, Dallas and Utah. They and then, ten games and they something? just, yeah, they play all the games that they would have to play normally throughout the season against mm-hmm. each other. But it actually turns into more like a baseball thing mm-hmm. where you just go through weekends and you play like three games against each other. It doesn't have to be back-to-backs all against the same team, but mm-hmm. you get my idea. It's Love kind it. of a round-robin thing. Love it. And the idea behind that is that they would play, you know, pretty quickly. Those games would happen pretty quickly. Then they would get a couple weeks off. So then they would go back home, you know, kind of de-quarantine, if you will. Go back home, chill for a couple weeks. And then next bubble... Go, you you know, this time you're flying out to New York and you're playing all the East Coast teams. So it's teams like over a
0: there. fireman schedule, but for player for basketball yes, players, yeah, two exactly, two weeks on, two weeks off, right?
2: And and again, that's just the preliminary talks because you know the state of the nation is very much fluid, mm-hmm. and we don't know whether or not fans are going to be able to be there. But the idea is, uh, if there's not going to be fans, then they might as well make this as easy as possible for all these teams to come through and still try and play 82 games. Um, and still be safe and and still have the time to quarantine in between games and and all that stuff. And, again,
0: that's the NBA being so progressive and forward-thinking. Again, there's not one person that I've talked to that has said, oh, this looks like shit, you know? The bubble's working. It's fucking working. It's working. (laughs) It's working beautifully. And it's only going to get better. Like, it's just getting hotter inside there. Those rivalries are really going to start popping. You know, give me Dame Lillard and, and Russell Westbrook any day of the week. Um I'm all for that. I'm glad they're already taking precautions. I heard they're probably gonna push it to January for the start of the season. Maybe I would still like the Christmas Day opening day.
2: I also think it'll it really will depend on how quickly these playoffs go. Right? If we get a bunch of series that go to seven games, then yeah, January looks good. But if we get a few sweeps that come through and these playoffs kind of tidy themselves up quickly and we end early, it could it could be quicker than that.
0: Going into second week of the bubble, bubble games, what are you giving, what are you ranking? The bubble games in general, the the games, what's going on? One to ten, how awesome is this?
2: So it's it's a it has to be a ten mm-hmm. because there's games on every all day every day. I watched I'm, the
0: Clippers play a ten a.m. game yesterday.
2: I'm in heaven. I fucking love this. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. I I don't think I could have asked for a better scenario. TNT, ESPN, all the broadcasters, everything everything that they're doing, to- minus
0: Chauncey and Brian Seaman.
2: Yeah, well, I'm, I, that's why I said that's why I said TNT and TNT, TNT. Yes, yes. not not Fox Sports because yes. Chauncey and Brian are, are literally the worst oh. broadcasters. I they're the worst broadcaster team that I, I have come across.
0: Like one of my favorite players ever. What he's better hell? as
2: an analyst in the studio than he is as a color commentator. Did you see player.
0: the makeshift studio they were in too? Though no, like they were, it looked like they were in a basement. And they just threw black tarps over everything. <laughs> it was literally black tarps over everything. <laughs> One TV in the background. Yeah. And Chauncey even said, how many times are we on TV today? Because normally, you know, because it looks so freaking Janky, yeah. It's so janky. I miss Ralph Lawler so much. I do too. Mm-hmm.
2: Anyway, I think, uh, I think it's got to be a 10, uh, all things considered. The talent level that's out there, the way that the games are being played... Um, yeah, 10 out of 10 for me I would imagine the same for you
0: That's what's up, man uh, We're going to be back on Wednesday, right? Yep We're going to keep bringing the heat I mean, f- this is our 19th podcast this week We're just going to keep bringing it every single day Wednesday is going to be the day We're going to take them out with a classic, Drew And I know you know this one We're going to take them out with our boys, Outcast, oh. Atlanta Slump If you
1: don't bob your head to this one You just have no rhythm It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew Drew, we're both. Front to back street, listen, we on a mission to get right. Working street corner in the midnight, pitching the scene. These fiends with five, ten dollar dream schemes. Four sack of that, believe that. I'm with whatever, like we straw. Stuck serving my cocaine roll. Drop 62 off the brick jump back 20 over now That more money to get slick we spend the lick on the corner without getting caught for time us slipping the money getting shot. plus that crooked cop rock thing we blow slanging that why he ride through the hole with the dough swinging but i make moves shake them tricks about their shoestrings be more precise when we do things cause life like shaking the dice but i buck back twice like five deuce four trade okay, okay. Right. that's a dirty dirty go, go that to the, Born the red up on the street top get to the money and sweet spot and forever hollering. When we see God, we pressing dirty, dirty. Gonna represent it to the T top. Born and bread up on the street top. Get to the money in the sweet spot and forever hollering. When we see God. Cops and robbers, niggas be buying to get them dollars and cents. They get in the slump like baseball plagues when they shot on their rent. Anything going, you ain't knowing how much money you spent. But in the real world, you're surrounded by these ladies and gents who hang around you because you be buying all the weed and all the chicken. Being everybody smoking them out when you wrote, though they was missing. Now you ride by 4 deep, starting to tear up your suspension. And your baby mom on child support, my fault, forgot to mention. You don't even have a checking account, one thinking about no pension. I used to work at Steak and L.O. Gold up in the kitchen, had a termination in the grass, waiting. I got the whole rap world fascinated. I wanted a piece of the pie for me and my family, so I made it. Continue to sell dope. It's paying the bill, so you gon' do it. But legislation got this new policy. Three strikes and you're ruined. Now where your crew went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm strippin', dirty, dirty. going Gon' represent it to the tan top. Pourin' bread up on the street top. Get to the money in the sweet spot. And forever hollering. When we see cops, Dressin' dirty, dirty. Gonna represent it to the T top. Born and bred up on the street top. Get to the money in the sweet spot. F forever hollering. When we see cops. Me and my buddy on the cut, and they know we serving them slabs. We better watch what we doing and look out for Joe nap And quit rearing up and standing on this same old block. Before our gangsta ass partner get both of a shot. Niggas talking cause they making some flow. But still ain't did nothing that ain't been done before. You can't be trying to showcase, just put it down for your spot. And improvise and work with that little you got So I think when I finish selling my last sack I'm going to take some of this money and go and give some back Cause people won't forget about the time you gave, know what I'm saying? And start thinking about a path to pay. I'm a dirty, dirty Go that to the ten top right up on the street top Get to the money in the street spot and forever hollering when we see cops. Misfits dressing dirty, dirty. Gonna represent it to the teen top. Born and bred up on the street top. Get to the money in the sweet spot. And forever hollering when we see cops.